Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 117. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jackalope. Hey, Hedery. that's right. I'm a jackalope, which I think could be a mutant between a, a, a jackrabbit and an antelope. Is that a mutant? Technically, am I a mutant? I'm trying to get into the vibe. Listen, the jackalope. I'm trying to get into the zone. Is a mythical animal. I'm trying to get into Krakoa. Of North American folklore. Yes, that's right. Described as a jackrabbit. That's right. With it with antelope horns. Which I think is funny because there are not a lot of antelopes in uh, North America. So why isn't it called like a jack a deer? I guess, you know what? I just answered my own question now, didn't I? There it it's is. It's a bad name. There it is. <laughs> I have an article here that says Jackalopes of Wyoming. Myth or reality? All right, now. Let's... <laughs> okay. Okay, we all have some fun. Uh, whoever wrote that, you just go ahead and retire. <laughs> June 15th, 2019. 2019? This year? <laughs> yes. He's writing about jackalopes this year? Where People also ask, where can you find jackalopes? Wow. Can rabbits Wha- grow horns? Is this on Yahoo Answers? No, this is on Google. Where they ask those wild questions? Uh, where can you find apolopes? Douglas Apolopes? Wy- <laughs> <laughs> jackalopes. Douglas, Wyoming is the jackalope capital of the no. world. Okay, now. Jackalope survivors can be found in Wyoming. Survivors? South Dakota. What did they survive? A sighting or in, like a, a confrontation? I don't know. Or getting their ass kicked for saying that a jackalope is Texas, real. Colorado, New Mexico, and Kansas. Texas for sure. I used to live in Texas. The Nebraska Warrior Rabbit. What? No, 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 no. Is a similar species. What rabbit, <laughs> what jackalope hole are you down now? This is what you are. This is you. No, don't pin this on me. <laughs> Can a rabbit grow horns? <laughs> Most jackalopes are nothing but... <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. Wowie zow. I really was. I was trying to get into the X-Men vibe, but we went down a different path. I'm telling... This is, I'm answering your question. You went down a different path. This Listen. whole time I was worried about machines and mutants, and I should have been worried about... Jackalopes. Jackalopes post rabbit. There it is. Yeah. There okay, it is. well, my bad. Welcome here to we another are. episode of Compo Junto. We're starting it off right. That's right. And we are here to talk geek culture. Mm-hmm. We're here to do deep dives. We're here to talk about comics specifically. That's right. And before we dive into that stuff, check us out wherever you can find podcasts and subscribe. If this is your first time, welcome. Every podcast is somebody's first. If you're new, Shout out to you. If this is your first time, if this is your last time, sorry to see you go. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, I thought this was a comic book podcast. These guys spent 10 minutes talking about jackalope sightings. The Geek Culture Podcast. We jackalope can, survivors. Listen, I can't we, with this show. We can get into Cthulhu if you want. Wow. We can get into it. Listen, I'm not ready for that cosmic terror. All right. That I'm not ready for. Octavius A. Newman. Yes. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? How's your weekend? How doing are things since I've seen you last? I'm doing well. I've been doing well. Last week in the studio, we talked about Joker. Mm. Before that, we worked on a secret project. That'll hopefully, if all goes well, come out soon. That's why I wasn't going to name it. Because yes. I wasn't going to be like, here's what you can expect. And it's like, and oh, then, where and then we're on the line. Been waiting. Uh-huh. Uh, prior to that, we talked about a Jurassic Park short film. Show prior me. to that, we talked about It Chapter 2. And we prior that. to that... We had a regular old Plain Jane mm-hmm. episode of this show, and we are back. We're back. We are back to talk about the the things that you, the fans, the friends of the Junto, Welcome have back. been asking for. Jackalope 
entomology and sightings and cryptids. This is your new one-stop shop for Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, the Mothman. What Wendigo? else we go? Wendigo. Wendigo right now. That's Wendigo. I'm just on Google at this point. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> just looking at nonsense. You, you know, the Jersey Devil. You remember the Jersey Devil? I used to think I could go to the Pine Barrens and just go find him. What? It. The, the Jersey Devil. No, I'm cool. For sure. The no. Leeds son, the 13th child by See, Mrs. Now you're doing stuff. I, I, now you feel. Hell like, payment. No. Hold no, on no. now. Hell payment. No, no. I'm taking no. my clothes off uh -uh. now, stripping no. and standing in the no. corner. No, no. no Happy no. Halloween, comic book. <laughs> no, we don't. We're not hailing nothing but the Lord Jesus on my side. But let's do it right now. That's why we're sitting on opposite sides of the table. That's correct. You know? I don't play with that. But my weekend, since you asked. It was great. <laughs> it had nothing to do with payment. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's quite all right. Payment took over, and I just I didn't think to ask. Payment makes you impolite, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, well, you know, so again, I apologize. That's why I do what I do. Yeah, how you been? I'm good, man. Um, I saw a screening. I saw Gemini Man. Oh, give me the tweet. Give me the take. It was a thing. <laughs> right. Did you watch it in 120 frames? That's the, that's the joint, because it was filmed... In uh, 120 frames per second, that's right. Yikes, uh huh. Yeah, and Ang Lee, the, the director, I read this was just a headline, so I'm, I'm showing myself to be Oof. not entirely informed. Jeez. Ang Lee says, I don't think of 120, 120 frames as, as fast or as more, I think of it as standard. That's what they all should be. 120 frames probably looks wild. Uh, I saw the Hobbit movie in the faster frame rate, and it looked now, it looked bad. I mean... I didn't like that. Listen, 24 frames per second is yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. especially if you're responsible for every frame. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you've ever done any kind of animation, you know, like, if your frames are off, then the whole thing looks off. But 60 frames per second, that's even more. But 120? 120. Yeah. Oof. So, Gemini Man, was it worth 120 frames? Should I check it out? Is this Ang Lee like uh, uh, Life of Pi, or is this Ang Lee like The Incredible Hulk? It's more... It is, it is neither. I'd say it's neither. Uh -huh. But I definitely feel like, without giving you any spoilers, it's definitely one of the, one of the movies that are... You know, here's the thing. Will Smith right now... I like social media Will Smith more than I like movie star Will Smith. Hmm. Social media Will Smith... Is like five stars, A plus, everything he touches is gold. <laughs> everything he does is just like round of applause. Love it. Uh -huh. Movie Will Smith is touch and go. Uh -huh. It you, has been you, for a little while. You never know what you're going to get. It's been a long time since Independence Day is what you're saying. I mean, and this is one of those joints where you're like, it was a thing. Yeah. You know, I saw it. It's all I can really give you without getting into it. Okay. But it's like. Fair enough. You know, fair enough. I don't know if you need to rush out and make this your number one thing. But someone said to me, else, someone asked me recently, they said, I I'm going to see a movie this weekend. What should I see? I'm choosing between two Gemini Man or Joker. Joker. And I said Gemini Man. No. And I said Gemini doing? Man because I, I figure the Gemini Man is probably fun. And Joker is not fun. So I, it was more about, you know, what do you want the, the, the mood for? What, okay. what, what do you want? Do you want to leave feeling like you saw an action movie, or do you want to leave feeling like you're rethinking your place in the <laughs> world? Yeah. You're looking at every single man in the movie theater, and you're like, I'm on to you. Mm. So I, I don't know. 
Um, that's that was my go-to, but I also haven't seen it. Right. That's that on that. Hopefully, you guys have had a moment to see Joker mm-hmm. by now, mm-hmm. um, because I have more theories. I've had time to think. <laughs> I had more time to process. It's funny that you're saying I've this. Just got more. I, di- I didn't come away from that movie with any theories. Like this was not the kind of movie that I was theorizing. Adam, I sent you my the- theory via a text message. You did. I know. What should I do with this theory concerning the podcast that we are on currently? Episode one seventeen. Mm-hmm. What should I do with my theory? I mean, you can, I feel like you can say your theory and it spoils nothing. You can just say what you think. I can say what you think. No, 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 wait. I thought you were about to do it. I'm not going to, but I think you could say, say what you think and you could say that about virtually any movie ever. It definitely spoils stuff. Ah. Come on now. I think you got like a, like there's a, there's a relationship you have with this movie and you're Uh like, it doesn't matter what you do. Life means nothing Uh when it comes to this movie. This movie's all nihilistic. All right. Internet. Uh Listen, I have a hot take Here it comes. on Joker. <laughs> if you haven't seen Joker, I'm speaking slowly. You hear me? Straight up! I'm trying to let you know. Travis is trying to let you know. You're trying to offer a, uh, a, like a spoiler warning here? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to say something about the Joker. If you were a real chaos agent, you'd just say it. I'm not. You care about nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because nothing. I would be pissed off if I listened to a podcast. That's the real this. Joker. He just spoils stuff willy-nilly. Yeah, he I, just bet he, I bet he would. I bet he would. Mm-hmm. He's like, instead of doing something in crime out, he's like, before you guys go in, Wayne family, let me tell you the end of the movie. <laughs> It just runs off. Joker, why would you... No! Why would you spoil the ending of Save a Private Ryan like that? Because society forced me to. (laughs) What? Oh, anyway. Spoilers for What are you, an independent contractor clown? (laughs) I don't understand this. Why do you have these clothes on? (laughs) Why'd you pick this outfit? Anyway, listen. Spoilers for the Joker. I'm going to talk about a hot take. I just have to get this out of my system. And I have to say it to Adam because I haven't had a chance for him to respond to me. I'm looking at him in his eyes and I want him to respond to me on my hot take. Uh Spoilers for the Joker. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Then go listen to our review and then come back to this episode. Three, two, one. It's your fault. If you're still here, I'm going to spoil the Joker. Mm -hmm. You've been warned. Yeah. One more time. All right. Listen. That was Crime Alley. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that are still here, you get what you deserve. All right? So, uh, should we change it three, two, one? you get what you deserve? Wow. <laughs> it just seems accusatory. Well, I don't know. Hey. It's hostile. Anyway, here we go. The Joker. I have a, third, I have a theory. I mm-hmm. went home. Mm-hmm. And you know how you're going through your mind and you're thinking, oh, man, that one part. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, well, when he's in the room Mm -hmm. when i was watching the movie i was like it's curious that the woman who's in the white padded room with him is black again Mm -hmm. why is that just like the social worker yeah is the comparison that you're making what is why why are they both black women Mm -hmm. and then and it was a black woman on the bus there's a black and it was a black woman in his apartment complex yes this man's surrounded by black women only in these anyway right so i'm kind of going like what's that about Mm mm-hmm and as I'm playing through the movie in my mind, I go back to the beginning where the black social worker says, Arthur, do you ever think about why you were in that facility? Mm-hmm. And it has a hard cut to Arthur Fleck banging his head on the window of the white padded room. I was like, wait a minute. 
that's the same room from the end of the movie. Wait a minute. The room from the end of the movie is the same room from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Wait. Has this all been in his head the whole time? Has this all been a big joke? The entirety. The entirety of the movie is the Joker trolling me. He's telling this woman a story. Which woman? He's telling the, the, woman the, the, in the real woman in Arkham. Well, well, not Arkham, but well, you know what I'm saying. Didn't what, they call the, it Arkham? No, they called it. They called it Gotham. Gotham, something, something, whatever. I don't remember what it was called. Uh -huh. But it's basically Arkham. Uh -huh. I think that woman, when he's because they do this hard cut after he's standing on top of the the car, takes the blood, makes the smiley face, hard cut. Mm -hmm. He's laughing in the cell. And it's kind of like, wait, that didn't resolve. We didn't even go back. We didn't even go back to that. Uh -huh. How do we get there? So my first time seeing it, oh, they just fast forward to this point. Mm -hmm. He's laughing and laughing and laughing. And it doesn't seem like the forced laugh. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's a real laugh, like it's something's funny to him. Yeah. You mind letting me know? You wouldn't get it. Uh -huh. And he thinks about the scene of Bruce in the, in the alleyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, this freaking dude just made up the whole story. And he's telling the nurse. He's telling he's telling the nurse. And, and then the, he kills and the, her. And the thing Okay. Okay. So I'm yo, he did the, the whole thing. So Adam gets what he wants. We still don't know the Joker's origin story mm -hmm. because he's an unreliable narrator. Mm -hmm. He just made the whole thing up. Sure. And if you think about it, my background is multiple choice. Mm -hmm. This is the story he chose to tell her. Mm -hmm. This is what I really, really believe this is what happened in that the That none of it happened. None of it actually happened. That he didn't kill those people on the subway. I think this is all there him wasn't telling a, a story. A violent revolution surrounding him and holding him up. Think about it. Think about all the critique you have about the movie. Uh -huh. All of the critique you have about the movie, if you look at it through this lens, it's like, yeah, it's this story from the Joker making himself heroic. Uh -huh. He's making himself Batman. He's making himself the hero. So is there a bit of inception here? Because in the story that he's telling, he's also having these fantasies of other things, like finding out that Zazie Beetz wasn't actually there the entire time. Mm -hmm. So he's saying to the nurse, I thought she was there the whole time, but actually she wasn't. I think like That sort of thing? I think the whole point is, insert the Joker as you know him from the comics. Uh -huh. You can't trust anything this nut says. Yeah. Why would you trust anything he says? Mm -hmm. He is insane. And it's funny to him. Because if you think about it, he's laughing and he starts singing the song, That's Life. And then he walks out and he's dancing and you see the blood footsteps. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you put that mindset in that character and you go, that is what the Joker, as I know him, would do. Mm. He would sit there, he'd make up this confusing lie, and then it justifies all of your critique. It goes, yeah, I am lifting myself up. Uh -huh. Yeah, I am making myself a hero. Yeah, I am a chaos agent. Here's another delusion. Yeah. Much like the one that he was having in which he thought he was on the talk show and he gets to stand up out of the audience and contribute to the talk show and yeah. so on, so on, so on. So if on. you think about it, where'd you get the money for the suit? Where did that come from? You stole, you, someone stole your sign, mm -hmm. you know, like all the things. If you think about it, people are in the story, they're pointing at, hey, this doesn't make sense. Hey, this doesn't make sense. Hey, this doesn't make sense. Through the whole movie, people are pointing at Arthur and going, what's up with you? You're weirding people out, Arthur. People don't, they think you're weird. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if this dude is just like, because if you think about Joker, he's a really, really smart guy, but he's insane. Mm-hmm. 
course he can make up a story like that on the spot. Mm. He's nuts. Mm-hmm. And he's smarter than you. And then somehow he kills you. You know what I'm saying? You know what's interesting in this entire movie, I never got the notion that he was smart or clever. Because that's the story. If, if you buy what I'm saying, that's the story he's telling you. I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, there's like there's a lot of work to be done in this theory. Like you have to imagine it's headcanon. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying uh-huh. this is my hot take. This is my theory. This mm-hmm. is what I'm coming with. Mm-hmm. You, audience member Octavius Adam, you have been the therapist the whole time. I was fooled. You were the person that he was telling the story to. And if the Joker in this movie, he reads Twitter and he's laughing. <laughs> He's like, I got him. I got him. If he looks on TV, he goes, look at these clowns. Oh, what did the Joker? Oh, he's chaos agent. He's going to make everybody crazy. And he's laughing. He's Uh like, and at the end, he's like, what's so funny? You wouldn't even get it if I told you because I got you. Hmm. Look at yourself. Like, this is what, what did I say in the beginning of the podcast with our review? This is what he does. The whole point is to show you, look how nutty you're acting over a movie. Mm -hmm. Look at you. And I just lied about it. Mm -hmm. I made it all up. None of it happened, but look at you. You think it's that meta? That like Todd I, Phillips made it to be that I, meta. I like it. Do you think they anticipated the the the, the weird pushback? I don't know if they anticipated it, but I think in the comic book that I'm creating in my head, yeah. in, in the story I'm creating in my mind, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, oh man, I don't think it's like how can I sit here and create chaos? I don't think that was Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix are doing, mm-hmm. but I do think there's a there's a level of yada yada yada. By the way, I just made all that up. Sure. Have you ever done that to a friend? Like, this happened. They're like, what? No way. No, I just made it up. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I think that's basically what it is. And in a way, it kind of it kind of completes it and goes, gotcha. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, all of this, I just lied about it. I just made it up. Right. You know? But look yourself in the mirror, by the way. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh man, could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go with mine. Now. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not even going to tell you that you're wrong. I think all of that is part of the magic of movies, right? The mo- the movie has suggested these things, even if they vaguely yeah. suggested these possibilities to you, and this is a, a possible interpretation. And I think mm-hmm. the movie lends itself to have that to yeah. speculation. Yeah, um, it might. I can't tell if this. <laughs> I can't tell if this is interesting to me or I just don't care. Just give into it. Adam. I just can't tell. Adam, you can't tell me. I can't tell. You, I've known you for 8,000 years. <laughs> and you can't tell me that the theory I've just told you doesn't in some way, shape, or form make you at least want to go, now hold on, let me give my brain over to this for a second. I would definitely, I think I would enjoy if the movie played on that more. Like I would want more evidence toward that and then I would find that enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would find that enjoyable. You know? Like, if there are more scenes in which somebody was like, are you going to finally tell me the truth? Or maybe there's more hospital scenes peppered throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would have to see this movie again in order to figure out whether or not that that fits into a framework for me. But the thing is, is I don't want to see it again. <laughs> At least not soon. <laughs> I've seen it twice and I picked up on it on my second watching. Yeah. My second watching, I was like, wait a minute. Wait. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Detective Newman. Detective right. Rain activated. <laughs> and I was like, I think he, I, I think he's lying. Uh huh. Anyway, greatest detective. That's my theory. All right, I'll leave it there. That's fair. Um, 
maybe that warrants a second watch. Maybe people go back into this, the, the movie. This is one of those movies that I find people will see and then they tell a friend, you got to see this. And you want to go and see it with the friend so you can see that person's reaction. I saw, I saw it with Ken a second time. Shout out to Ken. Uh-huh. And a lot of the movie was spent like looking out of the side of my eye. Precisely. You know what I mean? It's Just precisely. Like, how's he going to respond? And there's a certain part where Ken literally put his hands on his forehead and I was like, ah, yeah, like, because that's exactly how I reacted to it. Right. You know, it right, is right. kind of fun to yeah, watch, watch people's people watch response. Stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time I say, I don't understand YouTube reaction videos, mm-hmm. I, that that is it right there. That's it. Watching people respond to stuff is fun. Yeah. I agree. So enough right, of that. Enough. Welcome back for all of you people who have, you know, the spoiler is over. We're back to regular episodes. Speaking of reacting to things, please check out our reaction videos on YouTube. Just look up Comic Book Junto on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We just did a reaction video. Should I say what it is or should I just wait? Yeah, say it. We did one for Onward, the new Pixar movie that's coming out. <clears throat> Blixar. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you roll with that one. <laughs> <laughs> they only make black movies now. It's Blixar. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the new Pixar movie that's coming out, um, we had a good time with that one. So please check that out. Subscribe yep. there if you haven't. And like we said before, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it now. And share it with somebody. Invite them. I would love to know. At Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedris. I'm going to put you in this too. At Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedris. Do you buy my theory? Mm-hmm. Please weigh in. <laughs> Help me. I'm by myself. I'm the only one who's saying this in my friend group. And everybody's just like, whatever. I'm like, talk back yeah, to me. a lot of nodding heads. Like, uh-huh. oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Why don't you care about this? I've cracked the case. Yeah. Anyway, I put it in our Facebook group. And people were just like, nothing. Eureka! <laughs> Nobody cares. By golly! I mean, you got to submit this to Todd Phillips and see what Todd says. Uh, Todd Phillips, funny enough, has said, at some point in the future, I will tell people what our intent was with the movie. But not just not now. Of course not. Of course not. The movie's still in theaters. Like, mm-hmm. let the let the speculation boil. Uh-huh. And when it starts boiling over, maybe I can, I can imagine right around award season or right after award season, mm-hmm. he'll probably be like, here's what we did. Sure. Is what we're trying to do. Well, I look forward to that. I look forward to finding out what, what was in their hearts, what their intent was, what they wanted to make. Because I think that is a an interesting story to tell. Yeah. I'm always excited to find out what the, what the vision is when somebody makes something and they let it breathe for a little mm-hmm. while. And then they revisit and they say, this is what I was going for. Did I get it? What do you think? I'm still That's trying to get to the bottom of Ninja Turtles 1990. Now, I j- what did Michelangelo <laughs> mean when he said, wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza almost 30 years <laughs> philosophers been trying to figure that out and i feel like i've cracked it uh-huh but the bottom line you respect yourself when it comes to pizza you understand me? uh-huh that's uh-huh. what it's about that's what michelangelo was trying to teach us uh-huh. uh-huh and i've kept it with me and that's been my translation all this time but i'm still waiting for michelangelo to let me know what does that wisdom really mean if you ever have a, a you know late pizza delivered to you is that something that goes through your mind you think about advice that you were given by michelangelo i'm going to i'm going to lie to you uh-huh i do <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's an indelible mark i understand that you hear you hear like wise men say <laughs> excuse me you got to pay sir <laughs> sir he's like you got to pay for the pizza <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, that's understandable. So we want to talk about some comic books. Yes, yes. So, Take us there, Adam. Yeah, so look, it's it's been a minute. And uh, during this time, while we've been recording the show and different iterations of Comic Book Junto, you and I, and I think anyone who listens to CBJ, have been keeping up with 
Jonathan Hickman's X-Men series, House of X and Powers of Ten. We previously discussed uh, issue by issue on our show. Mm. Today, as we speak mm-hmm. right now, that series has ended. Yeah. Powers of X number Powers of Ten number six came out yesterday. House of X number six came out last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It is done. And when I say it's done, I mean this 12-issue series is over, yes. and it will continue in X-Men, or as folks online are calling it, adjectiveless X-Men, because it's not uncanny, uncanny or astonishing. It's just X-Men. So adjectiveless X-Men comes out next Wednesday, and, it, and the story continues. Yes. But it's over. <clears throat> or sort of it has ish. begun. That's right. Uh, ooh, it's it, it's all a delusion the entire time, <laughs> right? <laughs> the but it's it, this was a densely packed comic book series that brought a lot of people, new and old fans, back to the X Men, and we were all having a ball unraveling these mysteries, reading through the story, learning more about the world, the new status quo, where mutants are, where they belong, right. the conflicts that right. are coming down the line. It's been very exciting. You're wearing an X-Men shirt sure right enough. now. I did that because of that. Hank McCoy looks pissed off. Always. And this is Jim Lee's doing. That is Jim Lee for sure. And I was like, yeah! it's, everyone, everybody has a face of consternation. You're that's what everybody looks like, Jim Lee's <laughs> X-Men. That is true. Colossus looks like he's going to bust out of that suit. Everybody's looking. Rogue looks suspicious. Cyclops looks like he's gritting his teeth. He's ready for something. Gene doesn't want to be here even. And uh, what's what's Storm doing? Storm's being Storm. She's, throwing, she's putting her hands out in those like wild gestures, right? Yeah. So we finally read all of these issues, and I think it's about time that we catch up at least some. Now, Adam, I want to say something. I want everybody to know this. Yeah. You have been a part of a support group. Mm-hmm. And I want you to let the internet know that yeah. they're not alone. Yeah. You've been going through this as well. Yeah. Every Friday morning, I get together with a, a small group of varying size. Sometimes we've had as many as 12 people. Sometimes it's just four of us. We sit around whatever this week's issue of, of House or Powers is, mm-hmm. and we... Trying to solve it, we ask questions, we bring questions, we we share these common theories, we come up with ideas. I think it's going to be like this. I don't understand this. We decode the Krakoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have a lot of fun with it. I mm-hmm. have to say, Ak, this is one of the most exciting times I've ever had as a comic book reader. Yeah, man. Because I'm bringing it all to the table. I'm having a junto every week mm-hmm. with good friends, meeting new good friends, and having a good time. And now that it's over, I know that it. it you're right. It has only just begun. Yes. Because next week, you know I'm going to pick up X-Men. Of course. And I'm going to continue these conversations. Yeah. And shout out to our friends here in Philadelphia and Old City at Brave New Worlds. Mm-hmm. This Friday, probably when you are listening to this, we will be gathering at their shop to have our very last uh, House of X, Powers of Ten support group book club where we're discussing our theories, trying support to club. resolve things. Because look, even though this is book over, support club? as many questions were answered, twice as many were opened up. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think this entire thing, the intent is to create a world, new rules. This is the background information in which the story will be set in the future. That's a good way of putting it because I really feel like these, was it been 12 issues? 12. These 12 issues have not, it's like act one. It's yeah. If anything, it's kind of like, what is it, a epilogue? Yeah, prologue. Like, prologue, excuse mm-hmm. me. It's like a prologue. It's like, hey, just so you know what's going on with the X-Men, this. Now, right. let's begin. Chapter and one. And like, it's not, it is not 
character driven. This is like not a character driven story. If you came for emotional arcs, that's not what you're getting here. Characters are not really transforming. They did transform a while ago. And a part of this is the mystery of what happened? Where are we headed? Right. What is the new status quo? Right, right. And after reading Powers number six, I'm like, yo. Talk to me about it. What? Tell me about how you feel. Gut reaction after reading the last book. Gut reaction is. It, it, it was a mixed reaction initially. At first, when I read that last issue of Powers, I was like, this is a little anticlimactic. Agreed. I expected something else. Agreed. But I also recalibrated my way. expectations a couple times during the course of this event. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, whatever I think this event is, it's not. It's going to be something else. Right. And as, as much as I would commit analysis and, and deep thought on the story and, and everything that was presented to us, I kept coming up with the most fascinating questions. Hmm. Well, wait, Moira says that she's doing this, but I think there's more at stake. But if Moira is killed and the universe ends, is there, does anybody survive? Does it make a new universe? All these questions that open up are fun. They're, I'm like, I'm excited to analyze this stuff and see where it goes from here. So, Initially, while I thought Powers number six was anticlimactic, I still look and say, I've had a blast so far. I have enough material to chew on for a long, long time. It's not done. It's not over. And I'm I'm very satisfied as far as that goes. And I very much feel like a paradigm shift in X-Men. Straight up, before House and Powers started, Straight up. I didn't really care yes like x-men was happening agreed 30 times over there was so many books on the stands and i just wasn't i was literally i wasn't buying them and i wasn't buying it yeah i just wasn't bought in yeah it, totally different now yeah 100 percent. i'm i'm following this after i read the last hey, what's issue, your gut i had my feeling was that's it like the book ended and i was like wait wait what there's no more okay what that's it mm. that's how i felt i was like where's the rest of the book yeah Where's the rest of it? Uh-huh. And I recognized... They had a little festival on Endor, like the end of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so... But, and then I recalibrated, like you said, and I said, oh, this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is literally, you know... We just get when you started. First, when you first come in, they lay it out for you and go, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what X-Men are. Here's what a mutant is. Mm-hmm. Here's what a mega level mutant is. Here's who Moira is. Here's who Professor X is now. Here's who Magneto is now. And toward the end of this, now I kind of understand yeah. why Hickman's like, you don't have to read anything. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, because I'm about to just reboot the whole thing. Yeah. Not reboot it, but I'm about to create a new norm that's right so now as you move forward in x-men everyone who read these 12 issues have enough information to understand if they say oh well the five did so and so and so yeah if you you go okay i know who the five are Mm -hmm. all right well i know who the count you know what is it the the quiet council Mm -hmm. i know who they're talking about that's right and i know and i know and i know and i understand the sixth life if you haven't read this, everybody else is going to be like, what, the sixth life? What are you talking about? We, we ought to say, look, you know, go ahead and take a Krakoan portal and uh, or a flower or whatever it is that lets you walk into Moira's no place. Uh, and this is our spoiler territory now. If you have not caught up on House and Powers, yeah. one, this probably won't mean anything to you. You'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's foreign language. And it's its own language, quite literally. And, and two, I don't want to rob that that discovery, that magic from you. We hope that you read the comic. 
trust, this is one of the most exciting comic book events in a long, long time. Certainly for Marvel. Yeah. From, from anybody. I think I think it's bigger than we initially thought walking into it. Yeah. Because what I haven't experienced as a grown-up is seeing that I haven't seen this kind of interest and excitement outside of the MCU yeah. ever. Yes. In comics. Yeah, the 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 comic book discourse has has leveled up. Yeah. And it is so much fun to participate in. Every week I log on to Polygon's website and I read uh, what they call Hawks Pox Talks TOS. I know. Okay. It's a little on the nose. All right. Uh, but it is a, it's a conversation between two folks, two guys who are doing exactly what you and I are doing right now mm-hmm. and what I would do with my group every Friday morning during our X book club. And they're talking it out. But the difference is they're coming from really incredibly interesting educated backgrounds. Right. We're talking like a theologist and a philosopher. And they're talking about. Why are you just telling me about comic- this? It's and, and the read, like every time I read those those articles, those interviews or whatever you call them. Every time I read one of those talks articles, the whole thing just gets way more interesting. Mm. Everything you think thinking about the theology, the very specific reason why we're using the number 12, why we're using the number five, why we're doing this, why we're doing that. Right. And it's like, yo, this is, it's such intentional work. And even when it's not intentional, you just can't ignore it. It's, it's, fascinating and I'm having yeah. a good time. So I'm reading that and I'm trying to digest some of that and figure out where I am with all of this. And I think everything you're saying is correct. This is a prologue and don't get it twisted. When these 12 issues are over, I mean, it is what it is, but it's 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 like not even a, it's not a series that you can read and then that's it. Yeah. It's over. The intent is to begin. That's right. And now I feel like that we've set the stage quite literally now we can move forward. Yeah. New Mutants, yeah. X-Men, X-Force, Excalibur. Like mm-hmm. we can now move forward. And every time an X-Men or a mutant goes outward, you can go, oh, yeah. well, I know you're coming from Krakoa. I know you're going back to Krakoa. I know if you bump into Captain America and he's like, you can't do that. They're going to yeah. go, oh, well, can't I? That's a big thing. We, you know? we only finally saw any of the Avengers in house number six. Yeah. For the first time, and we got to hear Xavier's uh, explanation. It's not an offer and it's not an invite. Right. Xavier's like, here's how it is. This is what we're doing. We're going to offer you these drugs, these miracle drugs mm-hmm. that are going to fix and cure and repair like nothing you've ever seen. And this is not for free. It might've been a gift at one point in my life. Right. That is no longer the case. And I'm, I'm thinking y'all have gone to civil war over smaller things. <laughs> So yeah. like this, there must be implications at some point, point. and we know that there are going to be characters that go, who 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 are you talking to? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 sorry, what? Yeah. Oh, you you think that that's gonna fly? Mm-hmm. And we, you know what I mean? Like we know that there will be consequences and repercussions and reactions to this in the entire Marvel universe, like yeah. the 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 six one six, if you will, mm-hmm. like. The, 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 I'd like to just kind of get to the root of this because we're going to, we, you know, we don't want to be here all, all day talking about this. Yeah, of course. Um, but let's really talk about some of like the, the final points yeah. that this leaves us with. And I think one of the big points here is Moira saying, all right, we always lose. Yeah. And she knows that that is the truth because she has lived so far 
10 lives. Yes. And nine of them have failed. Yes. And when we say lose or failed, we mean she wants the survival, the persistence, the existence of mutants. Yes. For them to thrive and not be persecuted, to not suffer. Yeah. To not be crushed by either man or machine mm-hmm. or a new foe that we hadn't really thought about, which is post-human. A, a blend of man and machine that have, as they explain, exited from... Uh, uh, the ecosystem and biology and evolution entirely. We're beyond that. X-Men, you, you, you are what humans evolve into. You, humans evolve into mutants and you are the like homo superior. You're just reacting to the environment. We took that out. We're, we're, we're powerful. We, we design our powers. Yeah. We're more powerful than you. We see you a mile away. So that's interesting. Yeah. So now with that being said, if we have a situation where the mutants always lose, mm-hmm. and we have a situation where Moira's like, this dude Xavier always messes it up. Yeah. It's yeah. always him mm-hmm. because he always, he just can't get rid of this seed inside of him that says, no, we can coexist. No, this no, hopefulness. we can find a way. Yeah. And that is the thing that Moira in her logs is like, I'm trying to like convince this guy that it doesn't work. And every time I think that I got him, he does something where you're like, fam, what are you doing? Yeah. And she keeps talking about breaking him. Yes. And how she's going to convince him that it, it, this is not the way she is going to break him. Yeah. And he will fight her, but she is going to continue. That's wild. I had this theory this entire time. I thought in Powers number six, we would finally see Xavier take Cerebro off. Right. And there would be a red diamond on his forehead. Okay. And my sinister, Mr. Sinister, my sense was maybe the way that he is being broken, he knows that he's too good. Namor says, you you, you don't have it. You don't have what it takes to carry out this plan. Right. Go away, little man. Right, And I think Xavier knows that that is true. So the way that he would bypass this is he would corrupt his own nature, his own moral compass Mm. by using genetic engineering, splicing himself into being a a chimera of Mr. Sinister and Xavier. And I was wondering, is that going to happen? Maybe it'll happen. That did not happen in Powers number six. Maybe it'll happen in the future, but we have never seen his his head out of that cerebro. Right. At least in, in this current timeline anyway. Yeah. Or at least, wait, no. We did when they're in the park, in the fair. But that's but that was life before six. the whole plan. Is that Life 6 or no, 10? No, Life 6 was the one no, that's where 10. they're We're in, in 10. year 1000. Well, hold on, wait a, no, hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. So This is the sound of House and Powers. Yeah. That like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Powers of, powers of 10, we, the whole Powers of 10, we've been watching Life 6. No. Yes. No. What are you saying to me? I will explain it to you. Explain it to me. X zero. Yeah. Year one. Mm-hmm. That's life 10. X one. Year 10. Where are my comic books at? That is a different life. I don't have any comic books with me. X, Wait, X, X zero is life 10. Yeah. I, X 10. Uh, I, I can't think of what uh, uh, year 10 is. I Whatever. don't know what year that uh, I think that's also uh, life 10. Uh, X 100 the, the 100 years in the future that is life 9 that is the one where she allies with Apocalypse to live real super long and at the end of it uh, Wolverine kills her remember that they give yeah. her the crystal and she puts it into yeah. her chest and all that and then 
the sixth life is the year 1000 with the phalanx and mm-hmm. the blue-skinned librarians. Mm-hmm. That's all in life six. Mm-hmm. So a big reveal here is when we saw X0, X1, X2, and X3, those are in different lives of mm. Moira. It turns out that mm. is not in a sequence. Mm. So we see that the end of life six. Now that that you're saying it and I'm looking at the comics in my head. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. Because initially we had lives of Moira X and life six was missing, completely omitted. Right. And we discovered that that whole thing, a thousand years in the future with the phalanx and we're going to ascend. Those blue skinned folks, those are not mutants at all. Those are post humans. That's something else. Homo novissima, Mm -hmm. they called themselves. Right. And their whole thing was... Yeah, we're and human. Yeah, we're going to be absorbed into you know what is effectively a god. We'll exist forever. What up? That's it. But before that even hap- before that even happens, they go into their preserve to go and talk to their mutants, their captives, right? And uh, tell them, hey, here's here's what's going to happen. Tomorrow the world ends, but we got to make sure the Moira doesn't die before that, or else our opportunity to become gods go away. Right. And that's a big thing that I've been scratching my head on. Like, so when Moira dies, her ability is to be reincarnated. She comes back with all of her memories. She gets to do it all over again. Right. And my question was, does that mean that the universe ends when she dies? Does the whole world go away? Does it just blink out of existence? It's the matrix. Or does it continue? revolutions. Oh no. Oh no. It's the matrix revolutions. Well, that changes things, doesn't it? Just come back and then, yeah, yeah, Morpheus. And, yeah. I, don't, I didn't need that. Damn it. I'm not going to be able to forget that. <laughs> I mean, in a way, just in a, in a way, my, in a way, do you get what I'm saying? Though? I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when the one is like kind of like consumed. Yeah. Or, you know, the, anti, the antivirus is mm-hmm. consumed, mm-hmm. then it reboots. Yeah. Yeah, and so it seems to be the case here where so when Moira, Mo- like when Moira dies, it all restarts. Everything restarts. Well, maybe even that 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 life may see itself to its end, mm-hmm. but it's almost like it seems, because who knows what the heck Hickman is doing, it seems as though that is inconsequential. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Like, okay, sure, you guys become a freaking Flanix and whatever the heck, and then the God, Black mm-hmm. Hole and whatever. Uh-huh. But whatever, Morbid just go ahead and just like started a whole new game over here. <laughs> you know yeah, that's saying? right. So it's like, yeah, all that stuff. That's like a saved game that we never go back to. You can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> Do it, Logan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's one big thing. Um, Krakoa, they've got the Quiet Council. Right. The Quiet Council is broken up into four seasons, and each season has three people on the council. And we got a little bit of the logic behind that. Mm-hmm. We also got the three... Break down the logic, though, Quote, unquote, quick. laws of Krakoa. Interesting, those laws. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm going to give you a little theology here. Please. In the Bible, what, the, what basically the whole idea is, be fruitful, mm-hmm. multiply, populate the earth, and subdue it. Yeah. Yeah. It's generally, and God said, hey, Adam, Eve, check it out. You know what I mean? Do your thing. Don't mess with this over here. You know, don't eat that. Yeah. Besides that, do your work. Enjoy yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm not going to go through the story of the Garden of Eden, whatever. Sure. However, like the, the, the story for man is like, be fruitful, multiply, populate the earth and subdue it. Yeah. And as I'm seeing this, it's like, be fruitful, multiply, 
You know what I'm saying? It's well, kind who, I mean, who offered the the make the make more mutants? That came from Kurt, right? From Nightcrawler, right? Who is you know he's he's a man of faith, a yeah. mutant of faith. Yeah. So it stands to reason. It makes sense. That's, ape, the, that's the oldest rule in the book. Right. Ape shall never kill ape. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know you know the reference what I'm talking about. I do. So it basically says that mutants shall never kill mutants. So it's kind of like a... No, no, no. It says mutants will never kill man. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. You're right. Because they, And this is a weird thing where they're like, well, mutants, we figured out how to bring ourselves back. We have the five. Mm-hmm. We are eternal. But you know somebody's going to come after the five. And that's what I was just laughing about because I, I was thinking like, like... But I mean, look... Somebody kills another mutant. Yes, you can Once bring them gold back. Gold balls is done. It's what like, do you do with? Oh, that? they'll bring gold balls back. But you can't bring gold balls back if gold ball can't make the freaking thing to bring himself back. I mean, that's or definitely, they those, can just hatch in a. What am I talking about? Those talking five. In the that, but that's the thing, though. Those five gold balls and, and Proteus and, and and the others. Those five are very very vital. And if something happens to one of them, right. I don't know how that operates. And do you really expect Apocalypse to be like cool? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just gonna rock with this. And when Xavier and uh, Magneto go, when they look at look at what we've done, look at all we've made, and, and if I go down, you will resurrect. Right, me. and they're they're basking in the glory, oh, and they're so. just happy for a moment. And I'm thrilled for them. But Apocalypse is sitting back there, like Pfft. he I, he's got a look on his face. He looks pensive. Yeah. He looks pensive. Yeah. But he's also very much at home because he knows Krakoa. They go way back. Yeah. Like <laughs> they go way back. Hey, what's up, baby? Right. Right. He's like, I knew Krakoa before it was gentrified. With all you mutants. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. That's they're right. gentrified Krakoa. <laughs> well, I guess by the nature of what they're doing, they're, they are literally not gentrifying Krakoa because wow. they're making it uh, a, 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 a thing about unity. It is for everyone. Except. No, it's not for everyone. Except for precogs. It's for mutants. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No right. precogs. Right. Uh, because Moira is nervous that people will find out. The truth. So it seems like truth. the last book really just said, yeah, yeah, you like all this? Here are the seams. Here's the problems. Mm-hmm. Here's the issues. And even it was like, oh, she's got to pick a red king. And Moira's like, hold on. You know what I mean? It's just showing- Sebastian like, Shaw and Emma Frost have to choose uh, their red king. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. My theory initially was it's Kitty Pride because Marauders is going to be the book in which Sebastian Shaw and Emma and Kitty Pride are effectively drug runners. And they're running their Krakoan drugs into the territories that reject Krakoa. So excited. And they're going to kidnap or take an escort- the mutants away from those territories. That's amazing. That's such a cool plot. That's a great yeah. premise. Yeah. But they keep saying the Red King. They're specifically saying the Red King. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that will, in fact, be Captain Kate, Kitty Pride. I don't know. Let's do this. Because we're going to talk this about this This book is forever. awesome, though. If we don't put a cap on it, we'll just be doing this forever. Fair. What do you want to see moving forward? What are you hoping for? Well, you know, I, we keep talking about how this is a prologue. This is setting up the world, the status quo. I think the real challenge here is will Jonathan Hickman and the rest of the creators who are making the Dawn of X books, that's the next uh, arc, so to speak, Dawn of X, will they be capable of telling intimate, emotional, character-driven stories that are worthwhile using all of this playset, And I'm assuming that's what you want to see. That's what I want. Because now I want to see, well, what's going on with Scott Summers? Yeah. Because X-Men has the entire Summers family on it. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Scott and mm-hmm. his brothers and his love life? And like, what's going on in his world? Tell me a story about these characters and how they exist 
in this space. Logan lived for a thousand years. And you know what's funny? It's both surprising and not at all. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Nothing changed with him. He's just got a little shock of white hair in his in his uh, uh, hair, and that's it. I mean, that is his mutant ability. He doesn't really age that much. That's right. He just keeps living. Yeah, like his healing factor is like, my skin is beautiful. I'm extremely <laughs> excited to see how some of these payoffs happen. Even in Powers number 6, there are at least two journal entries that are completely redacted. Yes. I want that information. I want to learn more about what's going on here. I want to learn more about what cards are not being shown. Right. I'm very excited about it. And as far as I'm concerned, I unfortunately just signed up to buy like six books. And I'm, <laughs> I'm totally, like, damn it. You've trained me to do it. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I will give you what? Three, four bucks a week. Mm-hmm. At least. What, what do you want to see? Um, what I really want to see is I, I just want to see everything that now that I understand that this was like the setup, I'm excited to see the payoff. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see now where do we go from here? You know, how do we make all of that matter? Yeah. And what I really want to see more than anything, and I want to see how it matters in light of everybody else. Yeah. I don't want to see it just be like, it's just X-Men. Because if it's just X-Men, if it's just Krakoa, and it's just X-Men succeeding, 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 that's boring. Sure. I want to see you bump into the Fantastic Four and they go, uh, so we have a problem here. Hickman planted the seeds in house number one. You know? You know, when they got uh, Cyclops coming through the gate and he's like, whenever you're ready to send your son over to see us, he's a mutant. Right. We'll take care of him. Right. Wink, wink. Your yeah. bad parents, let yeah. them hang out with us. Yeah. I want to see what's going on with Sabretooth. For Sabretooth sure. is scorned. <laughs> exiled. You know I mean? And that word in, in X-Men comics, that's important because there was an X-Men exiles book. And so I, I think that's significant. I, I don't think there are any coincidences here. Yeah. You know? What does it look like for, you know, guys like Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. Guys like Captain America? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we have Omega level mutants that basically act as like... Don't play or else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you got a problem, you're going to have to deal with Magneto. Oh, sure. You know, and Magneto is empowered. You know right. what I'm saying? Not right. by just like, I allow you permission. He's like, I've been right this whole time. Right. Now you get it. Now we're on the same page. But you still know Xavier and Eric are not 100% on the same Sure. Page. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like I said, I want to see how all of this stuff that we've just done in Krakoa and this big announcement we've, we've made, I want to see it bump up against the rest of the world. That's right. That's what I want Can to I say. tell you my theory? Go. My theory is, I don't know when we're going to get to this or how, but eventually I think Jonathan Hickman will be writing Avengers versus X-Men 2. Because when AVX happened in uh, 2011, 2012, okay. it was fine. It, I, it was maybe not that great. Mm-hmm. And the resolution was Xavier was killed by Scott Summers. And it that created the new status quo. The Phoenix, of the X-Men. Four, didn't, didn't, the Phoenix Force, Force, the Phoenix Five, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't all that great. Yeah. Either way, I think... Did Hickman write that? No. Okay. No, he did not. I think... The way that Hickman wrote A New Secret Wars and made that really matter, made that very important and set a new status quo for all of the Marvel Universe as it as it stands, I think he will do a similar treatment for AVX. Hmm. And he's going to do like, look, you know that this is just not going to fly. No way. Xavier, you know, brain projections his way into the Avengers Tower and says, this is how it is. 
You have no negotiation. You have no say. This is how it is. That's not going to fly. No. They're not going to stand by and just let that be. I don't like it. And I don't even have any powers. Imagine the Octavius version with powers. I'm be like, well, I'm going I'm to go down. And they can very, fight. very easily have an argument or a, a fight, a confrontation over Franklin Richards. Yeah. Who does he belong to? And we know Franklin Richards. I mean, Franklin Richards is basically just like. He's probably like, I made this world. Right. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> I don't you know need I mean? this. This like, is petty. Who's going to. And I mean, like, basically, when you look at Franklin Richards, I think he kind of like in a way acts as like what am i trying to say like a tool that's used to ultimately come in and be like he's almost like a writer yes franklin richards is almost like a writer outside of a comic book Mm -hmm. going all right here's what it's gonna be yeah you know what i mean this is what i'm gonna do and this is how it's gonna go down hickman's got a lot of relationship with the ff with fantastic four with franklin richards so i would not be surprised if he pulls some of those things from from back in the day the thing that i really want to see was having a conversation with a friend recently i want to see how jonathan hickman pitched this whole thing Mm. to marvel Mm. i want to see that slide deck i want to know how he summed it up i want to know how he walked into a room and say here's the concept he Here. walked in there with a piece of pizza in his right hand and a box of half-eaten pizza in his left hand dropped the box on the table <laughs> smacking his mouth smacking the pizza and he goes listen throwing it all away okay <clears throat> excuse me can i get some water please it's all trash it's been trash <laughs> listen he drops the, the greasy piece of pizza on the paperwork and just flicks his hands all right listen do you have a slide deck shut up Okay, I'm talking. <laughs> You're going to let me write X-Men or I'm going to tell everybody that C.B. Sibolsky used to write as a Japanese writer and lie to people about his, his cultural heritage. The whole audience. Like, yeah, whatever you say. Like, uh, 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 no, no. Whatever you say, <laughs> like, Mr. Hickman. We all know this already. <laughs> all right, this I'm excited. Stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in, Internet, once we get X-Men number one next week. Good time to be alive. Good time to be a comic book fan. 2019, the X-Men are cool again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into our deep dive today. Yeah. Deep dive has to do with the man behind Taxi Driver. Marty Scorsese. The man behind the... What is it? Comedian? No, what is King it? King of King Comedy. King of Comedy. Excuse me. King of Comedy. That's right. The, the Irishman coming out soon. Behind the Irishman. Martin Scorsese. Uh-huh. And his thoughts and opinions. Yeah. On... On, on basically the MCU. Yeah. What you got, Adam? Well, I mean, let's let's uh, lay it out. There's a... Go on, go on I, lay it I, out I there now. I guess the word is, controver- is a controversy, is a conversation. He, he yeah. has said some stuff. Everybody's got something to say about something he said. And uh, what he said in an interview is effectively Marvel movies, and I guess extrapolate out comic book movies, are not cinema Mm. They are more akin mm. to amusement park rides. Mm. They're not cinema. Uh, he's, it seems like maybe he's not a fan. They're not for him. I think he said, I tried them. It's not for me. It's not cinema. Closest it might come to, given all of the hard work that people do on this, uh, and actors, I, th- I think that line was something like, they're doing what they can under the circumstances, mm. uh, is uh, theme parks. They're, they're theme parks. And he goes on to say, this is in an interview in Empire, a magazine, the publication. It isn't the cinema of human beings being, human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Uh, they are theme parks. And, uh, you know, everybody on the internet, me, you, 
all of our friends on comicbook.com, everybody, every, every geek culture pundit, mm. everybody's got a take. Everybody's got a thing to say, including Robert Downey Jr. I think Kevin Smith got in there. Everybody's talking about this thing. I have my feelings. I'm sure you have yours. Why don't you start with yours? If you don't, if you don't mind. I can start with mine. Uh, look, Scorsese's got a lot of experience on the, the subject of what is cinema, right? He's been making it for a very long time. I've been a, a very big fan of his work for a very, very long time. I'm trying to remember the first time I ever saw one of his movies. It might have been Goodfellas. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, this man is a master. He is. And he continues to be. I've heard great things about the upcoming The Irishman. So, uh, I don't completely disregard what he has to say about the thing that he does. And I got to tell you the truth. I think I mostly agree with him. I think I mostly agree with him. And I'm not really bothered by him saying this. And I have two takes. One, I don't really care what he thinks because I didn't really ask in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. And two... I don't think calling something like this a theme park or to say it's not cinema, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing, Octavius. Hmm. I think naming things and the categories we give things, the taxonomy of how we talk about what these things are, that's not inherently a bad thing. You can say it's a theme park. I don't feel slighted because I know that the movies that I enjoy, that Marvel makes, we'll just specifically use Marvel here, are excellent and they invoke a feeling from me, and I enjoy them a lot. And what they promise to do, they do for the most part. And I really enjoy that. They're hopeful, they're sad, they're exciting, they're out there, they're goofy. Some of them are shitty, some of them are very good. And, you know, it's, it's its own thing. So I see how he's saying it's like a theme park. It is really like a roller coaster of sorts. It's a, it's a ride, it's a huge spectacle. Sometimes it's more CG than it is people. But at the same time, I think there is an emotional core that maybe he's skipping over. I imagine he hasn't seen it because he hasn't really investigated it. I don't really care. Bottom line is, I got to be honest with you. I surprised myself here. I don't entirely disagree with the man. Hmm. And I also don't think that's a bad thing. Hmm. What do you think? Let me just go over this again. Yeah. <clears throat> Quote, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. It isn't cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to other, to another human being. So words mean things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Different words mean different things to different people. Sure. I understand that. However, in light of the conversation that we're talking about right here, I will say that I feel I feel disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, if okay. I can put it on me, I feel disappointed by Martin Scorsese. Um, it's a it's a it's it's a disappointment. You know, like, what, what about it is disappointing? Well. Because to say that is to say that you wish he had a different opinion. Well, it's not that I wish he had a different opinion. Uh-huh. It's that <sighs> why why you gotta why you gotta do that? You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to say. Do do you read this as a slight, like yeah. it's an insult? Yeah, I do. It's uh-huh. one thing to say. 
you know what, man? I don't prefer that. Sure. It's nothing to say you aren't. Uh-huh. Whoa. This has now gone from my opinion to let me state facts because I have the final word. He does have quite a lot of experience. I don't care. All right. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Old man. <laughs> See, I don't care. <laughs> this is the thing that I think is, it is a little bit of a bait, right? Like this is very much old man yells at cloud, right? That, that Simpsons uh, mm-hmm. meme, old man yells at cloud. Martin Scorsese yells at a thing that is beloved by many and says, this isn't movies. I make movies. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's very easy to disregard his opinion because he's, out of touch. Well, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can not like things and not put down other people's things. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can say, hey, you know what? And, and I might be overdoing this, but I'm just going to say what it's like. Have you ever been in another culture? Tell me more. Like traveling like, abroad? Like or- let's, say for, let's say, I'm going to give you an example. There are people who may be around people from a different ethnicity and culture. Mm-hmm. And you may say, that food stinks. Ah, uh, okay. And it's like, this food is my culture. This is the seasonings and the spices that we cook with. Mm-hmm. Watch your freaking mouth. Yeah, sure. Watch your mouth, old man. Mm-hmm. You cannot prefer it. This is, I'm new to this. I'm not familiar with this. You know, my family, we don't cook with seasonings like this. Yeah. I got to be honest with you, like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but do you see the, you see the, like, the caution with which I'm speaking? Uh-huh. Hey, man, what's that smell? Yeah. Oh, this is what, oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, you know what I mean? But there's like a, there's a caution and respect uh-huh. that I'm approaching it with, uh-huh. you know, because I will be honest, I've had that experience where you walk in and you're like, what? This stinks. And uh-huh. it's like. Oh, I'm my nose hasn't smelled these smells before. Mm-hmm. And by default, I have made my way right. Mm-hmm. All things beyond are below. Mm-hmm. All my, things my o- way is normal, my my way is correct, everything else all is all things other yeah, out of must come through me and I will allow certain things. I will not allow other things. Mm-hmm. I, let me see it. And after I've had a moment and when I get a moment, I'll take a look at it. And then when I take a look at it, I'll let you know if it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Who who are you talking to, old man? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you speaking to? Hmm. Who this do you is, who do you think you are? Well, this is this isn't cinema. I'm sorry, Martin Scorsese. Who made you the person who has the final word on cinema? Yeah. I think I think if there was an answer to even though I believe this is rhetorical, but if I think there were an answer to that question, he would he would say I did. I made my own self a a, a uh, person who harbors the the definition of cinema because I make it, um, and that's where I go. <laughs> I'm disappointed by that response. Yeah, it's arrogant. Yeah, it's self righteous. Yeah, and it's rude. I, you know I, what I mean? I'm it's, interested in that because w- what about it is rude? Because for me, like, I didn't read this like I didn't read this as though it were a put down or an insult. I read this like he is saying he's talking about genre basically, and to say I don't think Lil Nas X creates operas. No, 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 no. no. There's a difference there. There's Why difference. is that? Because. Little Nas X, Little Nas X does not create operas. There is an there is a 
there is a categorical way. Uh-huh. You know, words mean things. We categorize things on purpose. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So there, it, this is this is, and I'm gonna be. You know, I'm gonna use a stereotype. This is Joe Budden yells at Lil Yachty. Tell me more about Joe Budden or Lil Yachty. Do you know who Joe Budden is? I do, but maybe the listeners don't. Lil Yachty is, in a lot of words, what people might call a mumble rap. Mumble rap. Which is a category of rap, Mm -hmm. right? And Joe Budden is a rapper's rapper. Joe Budden is one of those rappers who you might not even know who Joe Budden is. They don't make rap like they used to. Yes. And Joe Budden... As a, though I'm a big fan of Joe Button, I think Joe Button is very smart. There are parts in Joe Button's career where Joe Button has been old rapper yells at young rapper. Mm-hmm. What you mean? You don't even know what rap is. Did you go through what we went through? Did you da da da? Like so, that's why I'm saying there is a like Martin Scorsese. Even though he's old white man, yeah. it's like, but I know guys like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know guys like you that go, that ain't hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's not what you did. Sure. Yeah. So because it's not what I did, I have decided it is not. Yeah. Right. But who who are you to make that call? Mm -hmm. And I'm disappointed because I would think, or I would, I'm disappointed. This is why I'm putting it on me. I am disappointed Mm -hmm. because my hope would be that a man that's that smart that's that gifted that has contributed this much to the culture mm-hmm. and has inspired so many people would see that there's room for people to do different stuff. Mm-hmm. And just because it's different doesn't disqualify it. Sure. But as my mother told me when I was a very, very young one, mm-hmm. Octave, when people show you their true colors, believe, believe them. them. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And when I see this, I go, ah, dang. You one of them old heads. Mm-hmm. This is, why is it? And it's like, it would be different. And you and I have had a conversation about this. It's one thing to say, I don't prefer. It's another thing to say, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what disappointed me. Got it. Yeah, you I know? see. I, I was see. like, come on, OG. Like, because you, you've gone from OG to old head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, OG is one of those guys like, what's up, OG? I respect you. Like, I really like to, you know what I mean? Like, can you put me on, show me some things? I, I love Goodfellas. To be honest with you, I didn't even know you made King of Comedy. I just watched it. That just changed my whole understanding of Scorsese movies. You know, it's kind of like going, you, you don't know who, like, you go to, a, I was watching Doja Cat. And yeah. Doja Cat was on Genius. Yeah. And she goes, there's a part in her song where it says, don't trust the big butt in a Gemma. And I, 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 and she goes, I think that's from some older song. And I was, my eyes got as big as saucers. I was like, oh my God, she doesn't know what song that is. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be, I heard it at some point. I'm going to be a disrespectful 24 year old and just go, I just heard it. It's like, never trust the big butt in a smile. Yeah, that right. girl is. And it's like, but she's 24. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. Sure, I can't get mad at you. She called herself ne- out on it, yeah, and it, I can't get mad at you because you never heard "Ready to Die." It's okay. It's, like it's, it's, it's fine. also, it's a, <laughs> I mean, you know like, what I mean. At a certain point in time, but I think at a certain point in time, you got to classify things as they are. I mean, like I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Doja Cat telling me the background meaning of "bitch, I'm a cow." <laughs> but when I said this, what I meant was, and I like, I'm, I'm no, no it, disrespect. If you watch it, that's actually pretty funny because most of it, she's like, I don't know. What do you want I, me to say? I, I made a, I thought it was cool. And I'm saying no disrespect to Doja Cat because I, 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 I seriously appreciate the, the hustle yeah. and I appreciate her music and like what she presents. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, 
that tracks. I understand what I'm getting. But here. if I can't go, Doja Cat doesn't make real music. Why? Because she doesn't make music like Billie Holiday. Sure. What? Well, that I guess that's my that you that doesn't even go together. If here's here's my one two punch on this. Okay. Um, if I had to care about this take by Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. I would say I don't mind because i know that marvel movies are different from whatever you make yes. and whatever you make is different from marvel movies i already know that sir yes i am already aware so whatever the thing is I, the the beginning of that that sentence is if i had to care the, the bottom line is i don't care yeah because this doesn't change anything for me. And this is I'm why I'm not I watch, disappointed. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to watch his movies differently and be like, this guy's so out of touch. Because when I watch Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not looking for your commentary on Marvel movies. I'm in it for a different reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think you knew Marvel existed. You know, your career doesn't necessarily acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. If anything, the one thing that I would truly be curious to find out is how does he feel about the existence of the movie Joker? I agree. Which so heavily wears its influence on it from Scorsese's movies. Yes. From from Taxi Driver and from King of you Comedy. You and I both went back and watched both of these movies. That's right. Both of them are excellent in their Amazing. own right. Amazing. And I, I would argue it's part of the reason why I wasn't a huge fan of Joker because I think these stories have been told and I think they've been told better by other people. Solid. Yeah, but, you know, that's not to say that Joker shouldn't exist. It's just the the way that I prioritize the things I've experienced. Mm-hmm. So the question I would want to know with about, the one that I would actually like to discuss is, at what point in time is it no longer an homage or a tribute? At what point in time is it just straight ripping the thing that you made? Do you have thoughts on that? Right. Is that interesting? Yeah. Do you think it's interesting that a comic book villain origin movie was doing a send-up to your movies? Are you mm-hmm. affected by that? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's appropriate? Do you think, I wish they wouldn't have even touched me with that? Because I don't like these movies. Or, I, you know, I want to yeah. know on that. Yeah. Whatever the context for this interview was in Empire, where they got this soundbite, where it says, Martin Scorsese doesn't like Marvel movies. My reaction is, okay. I will say, I, and, this is, and that's why I want to put it on me. Uh-huh. And I want to point it out specifically. And this is the part where he's like, it's like a roller coaster. I'm like, roller coasters are dope. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, roller coasters, do you know how to play chess? <laughs> like, man, <laughs> shut up. Let people enjoy roller coasters. Laser why tag. You, have you ever read a book? Yeah, it's like, Damn. why do we have to put something else down to put something up? Two things can be fun at the same time. Valid. You know what I'm saying? Valid. And when you make a comment that says it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. That's the part where I go, how dare you, sir? <laughs> like that, that specifically is the point where I was like, I am so disappointed. Excuse me, Martin. Did you miss the part where Tony Stark built an Iron Man suit in a cave with scraps? With a bunch of scraps. Did you miss that part? Did you see when he jumped out the window and the whole thing? Like, no, but seriously, <laughs> like there's a, there's a real. Did you miss the part where Superman took a bullet? <laughs> to the eye. Oh my God. Will you not watch it? <laughs> oh man. Listen, like that's the part that really offend like I personally was just like I felt I felt triggered in that moment. Cause it's the same thing of going like mm-hmm. you read comic books? Sure. 
It's the same thing. Sure. <laughs> I read real books with black words on white pages, and there are no <laughs> pictures in them, I'll have you know. I read real novels. Yeah. There are no graphics in my novels. It's like, well, why is my medium or my preferred form of storytelling not mm -hmm. this particular thing? Mm -hmm. You're telling me my intent. It is isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experiences to another human being that's the part you're gonna tell you are gonna tell me what my intent is yeah and you're gonna sit on your throne of your own making look down at us peasants mm -hmm. and go you're not trying to do this mm -hmm. you know what that's where i go that's disappointing Mm -hmm. That is unfortunate because I love what you do and I love what they do. And I think you both are trying to do a thing, the thing, the in, as we always talk about, intent and obstacle. Mm -hmm. The intent, the theme, the tone, the desired audience response is all you're talking about. That's all. That's literally what you're talking to me. That's what I'm understanding. Mm -hmm. That's what you're talking about. And that's what we all have to do with storytellers. What's the theme? What's the tone? And how am I trying to say it? And how do I want you to get it? Mm -hmm. But because they decide to use roller coasters... Yeah. from your own verbiage and you decide to use i don't know yeah gangsters yeah you know what i, I mean? mean he's definitely got a motifs he's he's got a palette that he goes to right but yours is cinema and theirs is it and that's why i'm just like i'm gonna put it on me i'm still gonna watch the irishman yeah sure because i do like what you do yeah i'm still gonna i'm now gonna go man why have i never watched king comedy all this time the irishman <laughs> I don't know where he gets off because he's got the Irishman coming off, coming out, and all it does is the exact same thing the Gemini Man did to Will Smith, the exact same thing that Captain Marvel did to Sam Jackson, and the exact same thing that Civil War did to Tony Stark. It de-ages the star of the movie <laughs> with CG, so come off it. But look, if I was made to care, I would also probably go so far as to say, you are correct, Octavius. Words mean things. And cinema is just a synonym for motion picture. And yeah, I looked, picture, the, I looked up the definition. Here we you go. better believe that I Google dictionaried it. Yeah. You better believe that I you got it clack in front on of you? my Oh my God, absolutely. I, I typed in what does cinema mean? And then I thought, I can't believe I just looked that up. <laughs> but I wanna make this point, old man. <laughs> and I hope you're listening to me, Martin. Thank you for the five stars and the positive comment, Martin. Thank definition you of YouTube. cinema. Give it to him. One A. Okay. No, motion picture. Okay. B. All right. A motion picture theater. Okay. 2A. Movies, especially the film industry. Uh-huh. Anyway, all this is to say, look, when you say it's not cinema, I don't really know what you're saying. I think the intent is for you to say, this isn't thoughtful movie making. Mm -hmm. This isn't prestige films what i'm hearing is but, this but is what not you, my preference yeah 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 but and wait, that's fine that's right that's fine that's fine that's fine that's fine but this is the part of the reason why i'm not reacting to this i see a lot of people blowing up like martin scorsese is wrong and he needs to read my blog to learn why <laughs> but like my my bottom line is this if i ask my pop-up pop-up what do you think of marvel movies and he would say they're not talkies and I'd be like, well, I can't can't hold it against Talkies. you. Talkies. Talkies. Wow. I can't hold it against you, Pop. You're not wrong. I'll tell you one thing. That Deadpool's, <laughs> that Deadpool's no Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. Last time I heard anybody use language like in Deadpool was in Nam. 
And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. Is it not? Was, you're not wrong. Last time I heard anybody <laughs> use that type of language, not- <laughs> we were in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no games out there, I'll tell you that. Where was Iron Man when I was in Pearl Harbor? How about that? Yeah, so that's look, I don't hold it against him because it, to be honest with you, this is precisely what I expect. So I'm not I'm not disappointed because I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I feel you. And what I've done now, and I, I have just reca you know, because you don't I, I don't know Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But hearing this information is just like <sighs> <laughs> This was an opportunity right. for you to flex and and be cool. All but, right. Fair yeah. enough. You're you okay? And I'm not that. I'm not like oh no, I canceled. It's just like here comes I, a think piece. I disagree, Mr. Scorsese. Much respect to you and the things that you do. Mm-hmm. It was just disappointing. It's kind of one of those things where you kind of whip your head around and go, "What did he say?" <laughs> oh, come on, man. All right, all right. Well, I guess. Yeah, sure. Entitled his opinion. You know, I the other thing that I think about all the time. I think about this all the time now. I wasn't present. In the room, when that question was asked, I didn't hear about the context. I didn't hear what the true. In, in, intention Very or true. intonation. Very you know, true. and like these are. The, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Uh, you know, minimize the weight of his words. You know, the words are what they are, and he probably sure, stands sure, by sure. it. And I'm. I'm sure. He, I, I imagine he means this specifically how he said it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know, and I'm comfortable saying, look, I don't know. I don't know why this came up. I don't even know why this was a question or w- any of the, the the surrounding reasoning for how this was a topic of conversation. So the thing that I think would be funny as hell is after this man says that this is it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experiences to another human being it's even better yeah <laughs> comma it's superhumans trying to convey and it's like and i love it yeah right who knows what he said what after that? This I'm doing? Who knows? it's a little bit of stan lee but like a more blue collar stan lee Who's the guy who kind of talks like... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Let's end this podcast. We've done enough ranting. Sure. You got anything else on this? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I think the new slogan for CBJ is, Martin Scorsese says, this isn't podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Comic Book Junto, that isn't podcasts. Back in my day, when we listened to podcasts, they were with Superman. That's right. You understand me? They were called wind talkers. <laughs> Look, you didn't see Adam doing the handshake. <laughs> when I was, why is that totally a communicate to me? What you're talking about is a guy who was just like, I'll show you. Wait till I get out of there. There was shit. only one podcast in my day, and it was called War of the Worlds. Almost lost a good friend during that one. <laughs> I had to get old and I was like, hey, Charlie, it's just a story, pal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's end it. Yeah. Internet, hit us up on the interwebs at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedders, at Comic Book Junso. Let us know your thoughts on one, House of X, Powers of Ten. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts on what's coming next with that. We'd also like to know what your thoughts are on this conversation about Scar- Martin Scorsese, what he has to say about Marvel movies. Yes. I'd love to hear from you. We finna get up out of here. Oh, there's one thing that we did not mention, but it, I think it, it it bears mentioning at least briefly. Do it. Tomorrow, October 11th, is the three-year anniversary of True. a very important date for you and I. True. It is Shin Godzilla 
the kidney transplant. Show enough. On this show, we had an episode, I think it was called O Positive. O Positive. And on the show, way back when, three years ago, mm-hmm. and some, uh, we did an episode called O Positive. You can go back and listen to that if you want some context on what it is that we mean when we say Shin Godzilla. But on October 11th, 2016, Shin Godzilla came out in United States theaters, and my kidney came out and went into Octavius. Yes. And uh, look, Octavius and I share a, a very special bond for that reason, more so than normal. And I think we always did, but that one just kind of enhanced things. Yes. So I say this, not even for anyone listening right now, but I say it right now to you, Octavius. I'm glad we did that. Show enough. One of the greatest collaborations we ever had. It's true. And still going. That's right. And Because uh, without it, might not be going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe CBJ would have ended a little Might bit. Ended, early. yeah. But uh, you know, proud of that one. If you uh, uh, have the opportunity, make sure you become an organ donor. Yes, or, or at least or consider cons- it. consider that and put that on your driver's license. Straight up and you. down, I am alive right now because Adam saved my life by donating a kidney to me. Hey, this was in this podcast did not start because of. The trans. No, 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 no. This podcast started because we bonded over a brown bag of comic books many moons ago. That's right. Since then, we had many conversations. We started this podcast. And in the process of me finding out that I had stage four kidney disease, I told Adam as we were getting ready to record a podcast. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, he considered, he's like, huh. What what blood type do you need to be? I'm like, oh, positive, which is the hardest one. He goes, I'm a positive. Yeah. And, yeah. a weird, and the weird pause, and I was like, let me get that kidney then. <laughs> let me get that joint. And I was like, yeah. Wait, what does a kidney do? <laughs> right. And then, need, don't, need, don't worry about it. You don't need it. Yeah. It's cool. And, and then, uh, what, we was like six to eight months of uh, tests and exams mm-hmm. and cross-matching and this and that. And mm-hmm. uh, wind up in Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia, and that's that on that. There it is. Yeah. So I just wanted to say I want to commemorate that. I think what we got is special. I love doing this show with you. I love you, man. Love you too, bro. All right. Let's get out of here. We love y'all internet. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>